0: You see, people collect all kinds of things. New, old, priceless, worthless. Darling, it doesn't matter what. I simply must know why. Those mothballs shouldn't get to keep all the secrets. This is The Mothball Prophecies.
1: Hello and welcome to The Mothball Prophecies. I'm Samantha Mashburn. And I'm Jill Huffman. And today we're sitting down with someone who has been on our radar and our listeners' radar for a while now. I think we've followed her for a couple of months here on our end. And every time we do a suggestion of who should we talk to, we get several requests for this person. We are so excited to sit down and get to the bottom of her collecting store and order our very own customized X-Acto knives for unboxing. She's a reseller, petter of cats, maker of mid-century dreams, Welcome to the show, Erin Pipgrass, also known as Feral Cat. Hello. Thanks so much for having us. I'm so excited. Oh, man. Excited to be here. We were, I always tell people how we heard about them before we start recording, but it was like, it was getting to like threats for us to be like, when are you gonna, when are you guys gonna ask her? She's great. She has great collections. She's funny. I know.
2: (laughs) They were getting pretty hostile. Mm -hmm. We're like, Guys, we will. Like, okay, just calm down. That's
0: amazing. That's amazing. I had no idea. Well, you have really great content.
1: Like I really enjoy especially when you do unboxing videos on your story. Like I'm always like, what did she order? And then it's also bad because I was <laughs> not aware of anthropomorphic Anesco stuff. Oh boy. And then That's when a you rabbit hole. Opened that the apple. I was obsessed and then mad and then obsessed because I was like how do I find one of those sons of bitches turned it on my eBay thing and then I was like oh man this is gonna have to be something I find Add it to the list yeah (laughs) the never-ending list so thanks for that
0: (laughs) yeah I, I I have the same issue um you know I really enjoy watching what everybody's up to and what they find and sometimes you're like god damn it I didn't know that that existed um, uh-huh. add it to the list. Cause I'm going to need, I'm going to need one in every color. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the problem of not only just doing this show It's like, you'll sit down with somebody and like with you today, you're sitting in front of your beautiful phone display and it's like, we'll sit down with somebody and we'll see what's behind them. And we're like, son of a bitch. Now I need things like, hence what's behind <laughs> us. We were like, let's decorate our background too. <laughs> so now everybody's going to want uranium glass. Mm-hmm. And- Yeah, because this was this was a collection that started purely because of the show. I had never even seen uranium glass. And then we started talking to people. And now I have a collection of like, I have to be like, Nope, I don't need that. I'm not taking that one home. And then you get home and you're like,
0: damn it, why didn't Mm. I
1: get that? Yeah. (laughs) So thanks for encouraging our pocketbook. Yeah, well,
0: the unboxing is fun. Um, it got a lot of response, so I just kept kept going, um, and I, I loved the response. Everybody was really excited about the pink Exacto knife that I yeah. was using, which it's just like a paper craft thing. I use. Uh, I do a lot of paper crafting, and so that's what I like to use. And everybody's like, "What is that? Like, it, <laughs> it works really great." You should so probably smart. get one, and I've probably. I've probably sent that link to like 10 people. I should get like a commission. I think
2: totally.
1: <laughs> we'll have to put that link in your uh, episode webpage so people can just, you can direct them there and go, just go here and then click the link um, because I need to order yep. one because I was opening something. I ordered some uranium furniture casters and they came wrapped and I was like, son of a bitch. If I had an exacto knife, I wouldn't have to rip this apart. It's a problem.
0: I used a different one one day, and people are messaging me. They're like, oh, where's no. the pink one? You're like, I, have I was like, one. well, it just wasn't next to me. I'm so I'm sorry. I w- it won't happen again. I won't do it again. <laughs> Little did you know
2: that now your Instagram is just the pink exact. Just, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. I want to see.
0: What kind of paper crafting do you do? Um, I do a lot of... Um, I I do Christmas cards every year, um, which is is always sort of a paper craft uh, process. But um, I also do handmade Kleenex boxes (gasps) that um, I actually peddle on Etsy, but they are in everybody's favorite patterns. They are um, Pyrex patterns and um, a little bit of Orla, a little bit of, um, oh, Franciscan Starburst. So, I really, really dislike, um, the Kleenex boxes that are available Mm -hmm. and they don't match any of my stuff. So one day I decided I'm going to just create a Kleenex box pattern (laughs) and, um, I, 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 created them i printed them cut them out by hand scoring cut the little flap of plastic it's double stick taped and then it's got um magnetic closure on it so you just refill them with with your regular tissue so i see I just your heads exploding it. i right know now, but well, Jill, the
1: pyrex lover here <laughs> on the show so as soon as you said that she was like what no and i do the what? same
2: thing with the i'm gonna send you one
1: we'll talk well i do i make um little paper putts houses every year around christmas time and halloween so i get when you said hand scoring i was like oh i feel that in my bone. oh i love
0: the folding (laughs) bone is so good Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i sit i usually sit in my living room and i have a big banquet table because i don't care if it gets cut and I sit and I watch uh, British TV and I make putts houses every year. I don't know why it's my tradition, but there it is. <laughs> In, and I have my candy and my white cloth. There you go. There all you know. go.
0: <laughs> there you go. That sounds like an excellent evening to me. <laughs>
1: it is. It's pretty great. I wanted to talk a little bit about your beginnings as a collector because I was giggling as I was reading your questionnaire because you had what happened to which I think happens to a lot of us which is the unwanted collections that start yep and you had turtles <laughs> and I
0: had frogs I got one oh, frog thing pretty one pretty much the same thing uh-huh. <laughs> yeah my brother got just, the turtles
1: in our house it, it, so
0: Nice. Yeah, well, that's pretty much it. I was a kid and I, I couldn't tell you why why turtles. I don't know what happened. I think um, I, I had more than one and then it, it just sort of snowballed and it's hard to make people stop, you know, and especially if you're a kid, they're just like, mm-hmm. here's a thing with a turtle on it, you know, and I got like an Avon bottle shaped like a turtle and like a sweatshirt with like a turtle applique on it with like puffy paint and yeah, it was just endless. They were, they were just piling up at every holiday, you know, then you get the stuff that you didn't want. So um, it, it took a long time before people finally stopped giving me turtles. And I still had them up until not that long ago. And I put them on Marketplace and somebody just snapped them up. And I thought, oh, some poor bastard who collects, (laughs) you know, who who doesn't wish to collect turtles is about to have a much larger collection of turtles. So, but yeah, the person who bought it, I think said, oh, I know somebody who collects turtles. And I was like, "Sucker, take it. <laughs> I don't want any of this stuff anymore. There so, you go. Yeah, I was I, glad to be rid of it
2: finally. I legit want us to meet somebody who does collect frogs or turtles for fun. Because I swear everybody we have talked to has either had a frog or a turtle like thrown mm-hmm. on to them. And I would, I could
1: count on like every and I'm sure you could too, Erin, like every holiday I was going to get like a really decorative frog that was like a little more glam. And then either a realistic looking pottery frog or something decor related. Like I had my room growing up. Like I had, my mom had made me a mirror with a tree frog that she had like skill sawed out and painted. Okay. And then I had this like Christmas light, framed frog light. Like it was so bad. And and then I've like slowly like Aaron, I've gotten rid of some of them, but I also have this fear where like, I'm going to get rid of them. And somebody's go, remember those frogs that I got you? And I'll be like, yeah, I do. I don't know where they are. You're like, I've, I've
2: packed (laughs) them up so they never get damaged. Mm -hmm. And I can't open it right now because then it will get damaged.
0: Yeah. (laughs) They're in my hope chest or something like that. (laughs) (laughs)
1: they're in storage away from here they're in storage in utah under a museum storage yeah yeah i've only i've gone through them a couple of times and got rid of like broken ones or like ones that i'm like who the fuck bought this for me why did they well that's what you should be doing is breaking them every time and be like it broke so i had to get rid of it i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry about that well and it seems like you've kind of always been a maximalist collector
0: Aaron that's a fair point yeah that's fair because
1: <laughs> we've had people on the show that have collected records or albums or things like that but you collected
0: frank sinatra albums and you had i did a lot it was a lot yeah so you yeah, that was really my first grown-up collection um i the last time i brought them out i kind of lost track but it's somewhere north of 150 different sinatra albums so, yeah, it was it was early in my collecting years, but I was, I think, moved out of the house. And it was, for me, like eBay was relatively new uh, at the time. And there really wasn't buy it now. So if you wanted something, you had to bid, you know, mostly snipe it at the last second, you know. And uh, I I used to, I was working as a receptionist at a salon uh, at the time. And I would make up like fake errands <laughs> so that I could run back to my apartment and bid on Frank Sinatra album lots. Like I would buy, you know, eight or 10 of them or whatever. And um, yeah, so I would, I would sneak out and, and, and go bid on stuff, but that was like how you had to do it. Like now you can just buy it now, which I just love buy it now. Mm -hmm. It just makes my life so much better. But, but yeah, the, at the time there was, there was really none of that. So, um, but yeah, I I amassed a great deal of those and I, I couldn't, i don't even know like how valuable any of them are it didn't matter to me i just wanted all of them Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and and that's really part of what how i think what got me i I think it sort of started a little bit with frank uh and i loved frank and it's like i want to live in a a swank uh pad that deserves (laughs) frank Sinatra music so yeah um they get brought out at Christmas. I don't listen to them a lot because you know I've, I've got, MP3s now, but mm-hmm. uh, they're they're fun. Well, and I think I I remember my
1: grandpa talking about sniping things on eBay, and how like because he was a gun buyer and all that stuff, and so he would get on eBay and have like a rolling list, and then he would have China patterns that my grandma was after, and I remember hearing the term like sniping things on eBay, and I was like, what do you mean? What is that? What are you doing? But I have now that I participate in auctions and different like bidding stuff. I was like, what a thrill. No wonder people love eBay
0: because you get that gigantic endorphin rush of being like, am I going to get it? Am I going to get it? Oh my God. Like my heart's pounding. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) That was intense. (laughs) I
2: got it. I know. I always, when I win an auction, I always tell my son, I was like, I won. He's like, no, you paid a lot. I'm like, no, but I won it. Nobody else won it. He's like, no, nobody I have else is paying the for it.
0: Privilege of overpaying for this thing. <laughs> like, yeah, this is true. Yeah, winning the privilege. Yeah, of- it's great marketing, calling it winning.
1: Yes. <laughs> Oh well, that's what we've been conditioned to believe. If we if we if I get it I win. If I pay enough money, mm-hmm. I will win. There was so a Facebook auction that was it was like a lot of stuff, right? And there was like three things. It was a paper lot and like different things like that. Ephemera and whatever. And there was some really great photos that were in it that I was after and it was me and like four other people bidding on it. And I paid way too much for this box of trash for <laughs> 3 Pictures. <laughs> and that was when I was like, you know, Sam, sometimes you could just let it walk away. <laughs> it's all right. But it yeah touches on that primal part of me that is so competitive for no reason. But then the other person's like, great. I don't even have to throw this away. Let me ship this to Idaho.
2: Yeah. They're like, well, you want to pay that much? All right. I'll mm-hmm. let you.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it started, I think, for Aaron and I at a very young age of being tug along with our mothers to garage sales and thrift stores and seeing the uh, treasures of other people's houses. And I don't know, you grew up in Wisconsin. What is it like
0: to yard sale there? Like, is is there a yard sale season like there is in Idaho? There is. Yeah. Obviously everything sort of shuts down um, in the winter. Uh, It's really just sort of kicking off right now. Um, But, but summer, spring, Um, spring, not as much, but, um, lots of estate sales here. That's a thing. Um, you know, garage sale season is a big thing. So here we have, um, citywide garage sales. So it's whole areas. They will, they will all have garage sales at the same time Mm -hmm. and you can get out there and stop at one and there'll be a map. It tells oh, you where all of these garage sales are. So um, my friends and neighbors, we will the citywide garage like a town or two over. Um, and, and Wisconsin is really, you know, kind of a hotbed for for vintage, just because I think people don't know that it's valuable, you know, generally. Mm. So I've, you know, Instagram has certainly taught me that um, that there's a lot more stuff here than than there is uh, other places, um, but yeah, garage sales is still—it's still one of my favorite things to do with my mom. We used to do it together as a kid, and and thrift stores too. Um, and now my daughter is is nine, and we we drag her along, and she mostly tolerates it. She has a Nintendo, <laughs> that she brings along. Uh, it's not her favorite thing, but I'm hoping she will. I'm hoping she'll be a willing participant at some point, and and I'm just trying to not to train her. So yeah. that's what um, I'm trying to do. With you my know, son. but that's still my favorite thing to do with my mom.
1: Okay, there's a little blip in the conversation here because we had some technical difficulties, and then Erin's a goddamn saint, and she drove into her work office. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we were talking before we had some Zoom interruptions about garage sales, and you were starting to blow our minds about neighborhood wide yes so well
0: city-wide
2: even yeah that was the part it was city-wide because we get we have a couple
0: neighborhood wide ones Mm -hmm. but not a city Right. So in this, yeah, around here that they'll do, like, they're smaller towns, um, but they'll have an organized citywide sale. And it's basically invites everybody to have a garage sale on the same weekend. And then there's maps. Wow. So you can get a map and go to all of them. There's often concessions, like, being served, like the scouts will be out there making bratwurst and stuff, and you can grab lunch. And yes. um, yeah, so I take off work for that for sure i would too we got to come to wisconsin Also, we're
2: putting that on our to-do on the list. list
0: yes come to wisconsin and do the citywide garage sales so um my best friends are next door kate and joe and they also take off work and we uh make a whole day of it so and we, we try to figure out when they're all going to be because there's probably like six or seven of them throughout Whoa. like the summer and fall so um it's an event i falls get your
1: shit together god no kidding Could you, I would like, could you imagine? You should start it. Yeah. Who, if not you? This (laughs) This is true. I would start in the morning with espresso and just be like primal (laughs) screaming into the (laughs) void (laughs) about hitting some yard sales. Which it has happened. When we were in Salt Lake and we drove past that estate sale sign, Melissa could vouch for this. The noise I made in the car to be like (laughs) traveling somewhere and seeing an estate sale in a three-story Victorian, I screamed so loud. And then I covered my mouth and I was like, I am sorry. (laughs) Like that was way too much excitement for this. So I, which, okay. I have like severe like FOMO when I know there's going to be a lot of sales. Do these sales, like, is it like estates where they'll post like previews or is it like?
0: Nope. Oh, man. Oh, see, that would get Nope. Just primitive garage sales with (laughs) hand-drawn signs, you know. It's like back in the olden days where you had your newspaper
2: and you're just hoping for the best
0: yep exactly it's exactly what it is so we're we're still in the dark ages enjoying our old-fashioned garage sales in Same. wisconsin so oh,
1: man that would be fantastic garage sales are still a very big thing here like we have in the area that we live like in a i would say 60 mile radius there's two estate sale companies and we won't name one because they are like price gougers a little bit so if you go on the first day you can't even really afford to buy a lot of the stuff especially if it's selling for a lot on ebay and then the other one we adore linda from wild hair but um your area seems awesome for finding shit even just at thrift stores
0: yep yeah and i i learned that i mean pretty early on after spending a lot of time on Instagram, is just people really geeking out over the stuff I was finding. And I was like, realized that, you know, we're in sort of a hot spot. Um, so I, I've been thrifting probably two or three days a week lately. And it, it feels more like I'm, I'm doing a public service <laughs> and redistributing all of the vintage wealth because um, mm-hmm. apparently Wisconsin has all of it. So, um, so yeah, I've been, I've been having a lot of fun, uh, thrifting yeah. every single week. And, um, <laughs> you know, I've just been enjoying putting it into people's hands who genuinely love it. it's just, it's fun to do.
1: It's almost to the point of like, it's a little unbelievable. Cause I'll be watching your stories and I'm like, is she just taking shit with her to like place on the shelf? <laughs> She's Like, Oh, look what I found. Oh, huh. cause it's stuff that like we, I see on other people's like, cause the vintage Instagram community is great and you can really learn a lot, but I will see stuff in your stories and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where like <laughs> Wisconsin, they just were like, you know what we really love. We love mid-century. We love some kitsch. Let's throw in a little bit of this. And then people are dying and their families are like, I don't want this. And they're just
0: heaving right. it.
1: To thrift yeah, stores.
0: It, and that's pretty much it. And I've 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 gotten to the point where I will like I've sort of figured out what time Goodwill brings the carts out. <laughs> yes. And um and I, I arrive when the carts come out and then a lot of the really great stuff I find, I'm pulling right off the cart as mm-hmm. they, they bring it out. Um there is a checkout person who hates my guts. Um her name is Dorothy. <laughs> Hi Dorothy. <laughs> and she will She will call for backup when she sees me in line so that she doesn't have to check me out (laughs) Um, because I always show up with like a cart full of breakable shit and she (laughs) hates wrapping it. And so she gets really huffy. And so sometimes I've, I've seen it. I thought maybe I was just imagining that this was happening. It's happened like three or four times where she'll. Like if there's other checkout people, it seems like she's strategically trying to time it so that somebody else has to take care of me. So she's like
2: looking at her watch, he's like, uh, I, ooh,
1: shit.
0: five more minutes. Come on. I need my break. I need yeah, my break. You have like actual factual goodwill
1: beef with somebody. Yep. It's pretty awesome. Like, I wonder if there's a picture of you in the back that Dorothy's like, do you see this person? <laughs> I absolutely refuse to wrap <laughs> any more of her ceramics. I mean, air? I'm a
0: VIP there. I'm there three times a week. She should be. She should. Maybe be you honored. should take
1: her like a hot dish or something. Yeah,
0: <laughs> maybe.
1: Be like, hi, maybe. Dorothy. Name's Erin. Firm handshake. <laughs> tater tot. We casserole. got off on a
0: we got off on a, a bad note, but I really want us to.
1: <laughs> I just want you to know that, like, you you're working here where they're selling breakable things and. <laughs> That's like hating underwear and you work at Victoria's Secret. You're like, I have to wrap another bra in tissue paper. I swear to God, I'm going to leave this place. <laughs> well, because when you grow up like thrifting and garage sailing and doing those things, because that's what I did with my mom growing up too. And we would get in the car and we would have the newspaper and you'd make your route and like try to read the descriptions But I have, I don't know if this is true for you guys, but I will, if I see something that has a really great description in the newspaper, it's usually hot garbage. Like if the sale has like all of these descriptors and it's like lifetime of collecting linens, dishes, tableware, furniture, it's like all that stuff. And you get there and it's like seven tables set up outside and you're like, what? (laughs)
2: Where's the collecting stuff? I thought this was a lifetime. It's like when you like are looking for a home and they'll like describe it as cute, cozy. And, you know, it's like the tiniest thing you have Uh ever seen in your life. It's an acorn. Yeah. It's a squirrel. (laughs) Realtor going, hi. Look at this. this Tiny, cozy home. (laughs) Because you can go to the bathroom and cook at the same time. Yeah. (laughs)
1: It's handy do you find
0: that to be the case in your yeah i mean we we sort of we'll kind of blow by places that will slow down and it will be like the entire yard is full of kids clothes and kids toys and we're just like nope nope Mm -hmm. nope just keep going forget it (laughs) and
1: there are a few things more personal than when you're doing a yard sale and somebody does the slow drive right and then goes i know yes my husband
2: doesn't understand (laughs) Like he'll be, he's that nice guy because my husband is like the super nicest man in the world <laughs> and he'll like feel guilty for, dr- I'm like, nope, keep going. He's like, no, they put the effort, mm-hmm. put everything <laughs> out and to like price it. We should at least look. And God I'm like, bless him. You can honey. tell he did
1: not grow up in this They're world.
2: Like, I don't have time. <laughs> there could be Pyrex at the next one that mm-hmm. somebody's buying and because you wanted to look at children's clothes.
1: Yeah what's your What's your thing that will get you to stop at a yard sale? What do you see from the car?
0: Uh, a blunder <laughs> 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 You could see a blunder from the street. Yeah, yeah That's yeah, yeah. It's happened. It's happened. <laughs>
2: and you're like, I gotta go. You like whip into a parking spot and like run mm-hmm. over.
1: Yeah, I've done that. There was when my son was littler than what he is now last summer. I wanted to go yard sailing, but it's impossible with the toddler. And so I could still carry him on my back in his like Tula then. So I was like, is summertime and I'm getting out of the car and I'm putting him on my back to stop at this yard sale that looked really promising. And I get him all situated and I walk up and everything
0: was too expensive. And I was like, son of a bitch. And I have my son on my back trying to grab stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Garage selling with kids is not, Mm -hmm. it's not ideal (laughs) because they take forever to put their seatbelts on. So like we could be down the road and we're, we're waiting, you know, okay, plug, plug, get it. Do you need some help? And then one of us has to get out of the car to like get them buckled back in. And yeah, it's, it just really slows things down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
1: that was, I'm like, I think back to when I was a kid yard sailing with my mom and it was like, there was no bullshit, like get in and out of the car. Don't ruin this for
2: us. And yeah, no. I remember being like shoved in the car, slammed door, and then we're off.
1: Shit on your lap. There's, hold on to this. <laughs> Just keep this in your lap. Don't set it on the floor. We don't want it to break. Yeah. That was before the, the seatbelt adverts had really made, their, uh, made my mom sway her ways. <laughs> but I feel like when you grow up... Collecting and thrifting, you start to get an eye for stuff that's like always going to be at a yard sale or always going to be at a thrift store. And then you start to hone your grown up collections and yours started with the Frank Sinatra and the eBay and doing that. And then it started to switch to mostly mid-century stuff. And I was I'm always captivated by the collections you have in your house and we'll get to those, but the one thing that i I want you to tell the story of is finding the appliances kind of inadvertently at a
0: yard sale because it's an incredible story it is it, it checks all the emotional boxes for it really sure does. so i think um, yeah, so i was i had not i I think I had just moved out or I was about to move out. Um I, I lived at home for longer than most. I was going to college uh in town and so it was like probably two thousand and two. Um so my mom and I were doing our thing. We were doing our garage sales and um, from the end of the driveway, I see this maple bedroom set, which is the set that I still have. Um, and so I'm I'm already geeking out and coming a little bit unglued um, in the driveway. <laughs> and and it was they wanted 200 for it, which you know it was a lot of money, but it looked like the kind of thing like this is a forever kind of bedroom mm-hmm. set. So I was pretty excited. Um, I probably should mention. So I I did mention before I worked uh, as a receptionist at a salon, and the the person having the sale was a client at that salon so we were probably sort of on a first name basis. Mm-hmm. Um, and she they invited us inside and we went to the basement and there they, they were. So it was a pair of um, vintage aqua, General Electric, fridge stove. I think they're 1956. Um, and, and I was peed a little bit, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> And she wanted 50 bucks for the pair of them, which is just, is ridiculous already. Um, but you could tell she really loved them and she was leaving and she had to, she had to give them up. So, um... I'm, I'm geeking out. And, and my mom at this point, you know, she's always been super encouraging um, of all my collecting and any batshit thing I want to do. She's, she's super, you know, she gets excited about it and she supports it. But in this case, she was like gently trying to be reasonable <laughs> because I mean, I was 22. I was going to school. I like, I think, like I said, about to move out, but it was like a little tiny studio basement apartment. Like I, you don't need appliances. <laughs> you're not going to need appliances for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, the refrigerator doesn't work. Oh, <laughs> and, and also you have nowhere to put them, you know, like those all seemed like really valid reasons but like the smallest of reasons mom really like really easy to overcome stuff mm-hmm. just really s- silly stuff so she she said well why don't we think about it there's a sale like a block down we'll go to that one I'm like fine if, if that's what you find like I'll, I'll think <laughs> about it sure I'll think about it yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. We'll go to you're like next thing yeah. and I'm just like twitching you know and I'm like come on hurry up you know let's get back there so, <laughs> Um, so like we get back to the sale and it probably hadn't been more than, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. And I walk up to her and, you know, let her know like, okay, I want the bedroom set and I'm going to take the appliances. And she just like her face fell and she made like that concerned Marge Simpson sound, you know, and she was Uh like, yeah, they, they're, they just sold their, and she points to this couple that's walking back down the driveway. And it was like at the time was like the most profound disappointment of my life. Oh God. And I was just I was just so, so mad at myself. I was like, I was so close. Oh my god. And I'm I'm not proud of this, but I, I I cried in this woman's driveway. Like I just I couldn't stop. My eyes filled up and I was just like you know quietly <laughs> sniffing and um she just she was so sad she felt so terrible um and then you're mad at your mom too you're like i was trying mom. i was trying not to be i could tell she felt really bad too even though she was probably like well good because know, you don't need <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but um so I, I imagine at that point i you know pulled myself together and, you know, I did pay her for the bedroom set, you know, and we probably made some arrangements to go back for it. So um, obviously the story goes on. Um, So she, she called me at the salon the following week and um, she said, Hey, the, the couple that, that wanted them backed out so you can have them. Um, They're yours if you still want them. And I was so excited, but you know, the reality, it also started to set in a little bit at that point because I don't really have a place to put appliances. So, um, so I'd be like, okay, well, I'll call you, I'll call you back. I got to figure out, like, I need to find somebody with a trailer, <laughs> need to find somebody with a truck, you know, and then I have to figure out where I'm going to put these things. So, um she calls me back again the next day. Cause she's freaking out. Cause she, she needs to move and she needs them out of the house. So she was like, you have to come get them today. You can have them for nothing. Just get them out of my house. Oh my So, God. so we made that happen. I got, I, I don't remember even who I enlisted to, to help me with it, but we got them out of there. Um, and when we were there, um, she, she makes this confession to me. She said, um, the, the other couple didn't actually back out, um, I, I felt so terrible, how sad you were, um, that I called them and told them that I couldn't sell them to them, um, which was pretty incredible because I was, I mean, embarrassed. I cried in her driveway. I felt really <laughs> stupid. Um but you know, the lesson, enthusiasm works, mm-hmm. you know, and um, sometimes it being kind of insane, I think <laughs> changes the game a little bit. So, um, so yeah, so that's how I came to, to own them. Uh, it is still a much longer story because, you know, I was 22, I'm 40 now. They just, um, they just finally came to life um, in our house that we built last year, but for 16 years, I moved these things from, to like four different places. So like they were in a barn for a while and then they were in, you know, a garage of some duplex and I, you know, and they're heavy as fuck. Like I'm not <laughs> kidding. They're really, really heavy. So, you know, if you find yourself some friends who will move vintage appliances for you, like those are keepers, <laughs> those are good people. Um, and I would say all, probably all of my friends um, have probably touched these appliances at some point. So it was quite, um, you know, labor of love for sure. So they, you know, like I said, they got moved around. They finally ended up in my mom's basement um, for probably the last half of, of all that time. And Um, I I would go visit them (laughs) when I went to her house and, you know, somebody would say, where's, where's Erin? And she'd say, oh, she's, she's visiting her appliances. (laughs) And I would go down there and just like, pull the sheet off of them and be like, hello, my precious, you know, and (laughs) um, sometimes I'd wipe the dust off of them, you know, like, I just want you to know, I still love you. And um, a
2: little kiss. Pretend yeah, that exactly. In and using them, but like this oh yeah, there's I got like play food them. and stuff
0: down there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> so, and most of the most of those years, I didn't really know if or when I would ever get them out of her basement. Mm-hmm. I did, I, you know, you just don't know. It's like, well, I hope that they are in my future house someday, but you know, you don't, you don't really know. So,
1: oh, that's just the best story, if, and it just shows how. Um, a little unhinged people that collect anything are cuz we yeah. uh, we've all done something like that where you're just like I don't know how this is going to work but we're going to make it work. And I want to talk about your house too and because it's so beautiful, your house is incredible. Thank you. And I am just like so impressed that you built something to house your collections perfectly. Pretty much. And yeah. to also like live your mid-century dreams, but you win it. It's, it's what we all want to do. And you really, you guys designed every
0: aspect of your house. We did. We did. Um, regular people, I think go into a builder and they're like, what color beige siding do you want? You know? And um, you know, you really have to find a builder who at least pretends to get it. Um you know, we had a builder who, uh, you know, was really invested in um, making sure that we got what we wanted, even though it, it was really uphill. Cause I mean, you try to explain to all of these different um, contractors and everybody um, what you want and they're just staring at you like that doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Why, why would you want to do that? You right. know? So, um, you know, I think that Like, for example, the electric the electric people, um, I think, really hated me because I had every single light fixture in that house is vintage that I've been collecting. (laughs) And so, um, yeah, I'm like and I'm like, just so you know, this light is irreplaceable. (laughs) And I'm like, I just need to say out loud that. Like this. This is like the most important light fixture in the house. They like so, you will die a slow death if anything happens. Did to you this. have them rewired for the house? Um, most of them are pendants, so I just rewired them myself. It basically just slip in a new a new one, and I so I did that because if you don't want to burn down a brand new house, but uh, um yeah not really, it, but yeah, it we we designed it ourselves and drew it on graph paper and. Um, you know, it really, the kitchen was really, uh, um, it took a really long time, but it was, it was really built around like, where is this collection going to go? And, um, you know, which has been pretty incredible. So, um, you know, I've got the, on top of the cabinets, you know, it's not real practical to collect blenders and stand mixers, but, um, you know, I have a place to put them and they, they don't look too scary up there, I don't think. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a crazy experience. Uh, I, and we didn't plan to do it again. like we're gonna grow old and die here. <laughs> so I don't ever want to do this again, but it was it was a pretty pretty intense uh, experience, and lots and lots and lots of decisions. Um, and we found a lot of what we wanted didn't exist. you know, so there, you know, it was a lot of overcoming like you can't get slanted cabinets. Nobody makes slanted <laughs> cabinets anymore. So um you know, in that case we we had to build them ourselves. so was a lot of that because your hubby's pretty handy right he's pretty spectacular yeah he can he can sort of do anything and he we sort of joke that he should start a youtube channel of um just purely him fixing the broken shit that i bring home Oh my God, like we're do we just have the gonna same call husband. It, we're going to call it like fixing my wife's shit. And that's <laughs> it. Because I just, I love, I love to bring home dirty, broken shit. And he can do just about everything. So yes. please, you, you need to do, make that happen. Mm-hmm. Because I also
2: will bring home broken shit. But my husband is not handy. <laughs> hmm like that's we, the problem yeah so I'll be, he'll be like i can fix it i can fix it and then i'm like it's okay i'll it's fine broken and he's like nope and then he'll break it more oh, and then no. i'll be like that was fun <laughs> glad we yeah, went on if, that
1: journey together
0: <laughs> yeah if you if you want to live your your mid-century dream you need to find yourself a man who can fix shit <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so the the appliances he he worked on um you know he can paint he can you know, he's 3d print stuff. He's a welder, you know, so there was a a lot of the house, you know, what you see in the pictures are things that he built or fixed or refinished. And, uh, you know, we, we spent a year, you know, before we moved in, um, gathering up all this stuff, the the bathroom vanity was $40 on Craigslist and we've refinished it Mm -hmm. and it's got like the original sink in it. And, um, yeah, it was 40 bucks and it has See? the slanted front and that's really what happened it was like that was that was a game changer i went there to buy the sink cuz i couldn't tell from the photos that this that the the vanity was slanted mm-hmm. um and i got there and we get out of the truck and and justin looks at me and he's he he knew right away i was like oh that's going in the house i'm got I'm redesigning the bathroom <laughs> like and that was it <laughs> i was like get me a pencil like we're we're knock that that no we we're putting this in so um you know, he's he's a great sport. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, my husband is the same of like I will have I always tell people like have a plan of what you're gonna do in like two years and then spend that time finding all the shit that fits into that plan for cheap. Like don't try it if you want something vintage or vintage inspired, don't try and build it brand new because it's gonna be like what you said, it's gonna be exhausting. And so my husband and I and Joe can vouch for this. She's seen my garage. We start to like hoard materials and different things and like what we see to go with it. But it always works out in our favor. Like we built my greenhouse this year all from salvaged material. The only thing we had to buy brand new was the corrugated plastic roof. And I went out yesterday to work on it. And I opened the door and it was hot as shit inside of it. So it's working as it's supposed to. (laughs) Today, I finally get to go out and finish it and then plant things next weekend. But I can, I, as you're talking, I'm like, well, this is my life. I do this to my (laughs) poor husband. I bring home stuff. And then, or if I hear of somebody throwing away something vintage, or like, they'll start to talk about it. And like, Especially, I work in a salon. I'm a hairdresser. So I'll hear somebody else down, be like, yeah, I'm selling my mom's house. And my brain's just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what's in it? Be like, are you selling everything in it? What are you doing? Like, so are you having a sale or are you just selling the house? Like, tell me, can I get this, the rundown of what's going on? When was it built? What part of Idaho Falls is it in? Where are we doing? What's going on? How long has she lived there? Mm-hmm. What were her favorite
2: things mm-hmm. to collect?
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a problem. I'm the lady's
2: like, just like, I just am here for my haircut. Like, she I just died. I'm like, oops, sorry. I'll back <laughs> up. Sorry,
1: sorry, 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 sorry for your loss. <laughs> <laughs> but was she like more mid century or like French provincial <laughs> or like, did she have dishware? Do you remember seeing, I <laughs> pull up a like scroll. Do you remember seeing any of these <laughs> patterns in the house? This is called Catherine Holm. Ever seen it? Oh, she has a whole collection. Okay. What about this? It's a problem. I went to this house that wasn't necessarily an estate sale, but it was, they were selling stuff online and I could tell that they didn't really know what they had. Cause he posted a whole set of fire King jadeite for $50. And I was like, I'll be right there. I found somebody to watch my child and like drove to Blackfoot and I got there and it was like a 4,000 square foot new build house. And the woman that had passed away was like 80 something. And I walk in and I just, I see like there's depression glass and there's Pyrex in the original boxes. There's, oh my gosh. And I'm, I start to sweat and I'm like, don't lose your cool. But I lost my cool. And I was totally like, <laughs> they were throwing stuff away. They were going through all the paper stuff and they were throwing stuff <sighs> away and they were doing all this. And I was like, okay, um, please stop. I was like, can I walk around and tell you what your mom had in her house so that you guys don't either like lose any more money or somebody doesn't come in here and like take advantage of you because I could see that happening because they were so overwhelmed. It was sixty years of collecting. But it was so fun to walk through with this her son, this woman's son, and point to stuff to be like, This is what this is and I have my black light with me and they were like, Oh my god. And they had like Shawnee pottery, McCoy pottery, Fire King, Fenton, Carnival Glass, Depression Glass they had the pink gooseberry pyrex set that they had just sold on eBay and it was in the original box they had pictographs they had just all this stuff and then i went in the basement and they had more stuff and that's where i found my dream table it's a vintage formica and chrome table and chairs and I kind of lowballed him because I was like, I'm just going to take some price off for what I've told you about the collection You have like a finder's fee. <laughs> yes. And he was like, fair. Because I was buying way more stuff than I intended on buying. And I said, I'll give you this much. And I way lowballed him. And he's like, no, I know I can get X for this. And I was like, okay. Got all my stuff, left. And then a couple weeks went by and I was messaging him to be like, hey, I have people I can bring and they can come buy some more stuff, yada, yada. They had a yard sale, whatever. And then I get a message from him that says, are you still interested in the table? And at this point, it was like your appliance thing. I had already made peace with like not getting it for the price I wanted. And he messaged me, he goes, do you want the table? And he was like, do you want it for this much? And I was like, nope. And I counter offered. And he was like, okay, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so I was like, dope. So I went and got the table and four chairs. What did I pay for it? $200? I yeah, it's like one hundred and fifty or two hundred dollars. Yeah,
2: and then you had sent me like I was at work, mm-hmm. and she's like, sending me a video of like this whole counter of Pyrex, and she's like, "What do you want?" And I'm just like, in the I'm, like, guys, I um, <laughs> Jill's a nurse. I have to step <laughs> out for like two seconds, and everybody just stares at me, and I just say, Pyrex, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, "Okay, just go, we'll be fine." <laughs> And I'm like looking through
1: it. I'm like, just get it all.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, just give them a price and tell them that's what I'll pay. Because at this point, they were setting everything up for the yard sale. They hadn't had the yard sale yet. So I was making my final walkthrough of the house <laughs> to be like, anything else I need? And that's it. And then my friend who doesn't buy any vintage or Pyrex bought Pyrex that day. I felt like a proud mom. But this is to speak of having large collections and how you display them. And I took some, I was like, took some inspiration from you, the way you display your collections to be like, okay, I can collect a bunch of one thing and still have it make sense as a display, like your phones, blenders.
2: Yes, you do it so beautifully.
0: And then, yeah, when you're going to be a maximalist, like you sort of have to find a way to display them that doesn't scare the shit out of people. mm -hmm. Yeah. And the the clocks were a good example. Um, You know, at my old house, they were just kind of, it was like this snake of clocks that was just like kind of winding around the room. And, um, you know, most good ideas are had um, during hangover naps. So I had the idea of um, putting them into uh, the the square, you know, configuration. So I think it's, you know, four by four. And, um, you know, I got... Uh, laser level and measured everything and, and got them put together. And uh, it just, it's, it's just so clean. It's just such a clean way to display. Um, And so I try to do that, you know, with, with other collections that you have a lot of something it's just trying to figure out a way to, to keep it looking like art instead of um you know like a horde an antique
1: store (laughs) booth
0: yeah i mean our old house was probably comparable square square footage but Mm -hmm. um you know it was sort of chaos
1: (laughs) yeah my house is was built in 53 and there for the time it was built there's not any built-ins anywhere so it's hard like the uranium glass collection behind me i had to like figure out how am i going to display it make it look interesting and not like out of control. And I think I want to build a built-in whole thing on the window wall upstairs. Oh, that's cool. so I want to do two bookshelves and then a long shelf that stretches all the way across in my living room because I have one whole wall of floor-to-ceiling windows, very mid-century, which I love because my house is only two thousand square feet, but it, that living room feels yeah, it
2: feels way better. nice and
1: open because of that. And it's hard because. There's lots of, like, I'm a maximalist collector, surprise to nobody. And, like, finding a way to display things that's, like, both safe for the collection, that's not going to rip off the wall, and safe for children, that they're not going to rip it off the wall is tense.
0: Yeah, that's a challenge. That's no joke. Yeah,
1: (laughs) If my child
0: didn't live in the house with me, I could
1: have lots of collections upstairs, but there's, like, nothing with, like, close to the floor or his
0: height right now because
1: yeah I think it's safe to say you should just wait a few more years yeah, I think I'm gonna have to. that's why everything's in the basement that's breakable I was
0: gonna say that's why you're all of your uranium glass is down there <laughs> yeah
1: because yeah, he doesn't get to come in the basement if he does it's supervised <laughs> because I have my grandmother speaking of collections you didn't ask for but I am thankful for started collecting pink depression glass for me I think when I was in utero and I hadn't opened any of it until this last year and I I That's the thing where I'm like, I don't even know how to display this because I don't have a buffet or anything big enough to display it. And I'm also not putting it in my vintage cabinet in the basement. No. Because it's like 50 pounds of glassware. I'm like, (laughs) no, I'm not doing that. But that's where all of my, all of my breakable stuff, minus my curio cabinet upstairs, which we had to build this like PVC bumper rail around when my son was in a walker because he would just like battering ram. So we had to build this like, it went out and around, and it was like the three-inch tubes of PVC pipe. So that he'd hit that, and then it'd push him back. <laughs> oh, God,
0: hey, Mike, my child has always been pretty well-behaved, but the cats are not well. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, your kind of, so cats, your cats. So they're they're a handful. Um, I've lost a lot of glassware because they they really really enjoy. Pushing things off the counter for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. So, oh, this um, looks important. I had a. It was a, a brand new condition. Was the is it Copco enamel cookware? And I bought this little yellow pan, like this perfect, like ramen sized, you know. Oh, and no. I, I made, no! I made macaroni and cheese in it, and. Those things weigh a ton. Like, they're really heavy. Um, and he somehow, he pushed the entire Mm-mm. cast iron pan off of the cooktop onto the floor to get to the macaroni and cheese. And it's just like all the enamels just like splintering off of it. Oh, and I was just true. like screaming. At him. I
1: was like, no! <laughs> Do you have two hairless cats. You have, are they sphinx?
0: They are Devon Rex. So they're oh. not hairless, but they have very, very short very short hair.
1: Well, and aren't Rex's like super chatty assholes in the most yes. endearing way? Because oh, they're yeah. cats. So. So, <laughs> yes.
0: Um, during dinner. So they, they sit in their little perch spot. Or if I've used the oven, then they sit on that because they like to put their bellies on the, the warm stove. So they they, they <laughs> snuggle in there while we're eating. And then just meow at me in loudly in like two second intervals. Just screaming at us the whole time. We're also hungry. (laughs) They want wet food, um, which we only give to them like once a week. But they don't know what day it is, Mm -hmm. so they're like, "Is it today? Is it today the wet day food? No, Mm -hmm. right? I think." And they must think that we're idiots because they're like communicating so clearly. You know, (laughs) like why don't you understand what we're trying to tell you? (laughs) Listen, I told them when I was going to come
1: live with you (laughs) that it was going to be my house to rule, and I'm getting sick of your shit aaron that's ex- that's exactly what they're saying <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah cats don't give a shit about you no 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 they're Not living very smart. in their house they know
2: exactly what no. they're doing yeah my best friend because i'm allergic to cats or i probably have one just so we could like bitch at each other <laughs> and the little asshole like she does everything she can to keep my like when i come she'll like keep the cat out she'll vacuum and all this so i don't have any issues and I opened the door one day and the asshole is sitting on my pillow, just staring at me. And I was like, "Hello, hell did Jill. you get in here? Welcome back. And I was like, Tammy, um, let's play a game. Um, can I have a new pillow? She's like, why? And she came in. She's like, fucker. She's like, I'm pretty sure he knows how to open doors. Mm-hmm. And like, I closed it and he just sat in front of the door and just stared at me. And I was like, it's on. <laughs> We're doing this.
1: I want you to try and figure out everything I've touched in here. I've rubbed my <laughs> cheeks on the bedpost. I, I did a tap dance and made biscuits on one of the duvets. Your job. <laughs> Here's some Benadryl. I also touched that. <laughs> Take it as you were.
0: What are your cat's names? Uh, Quimby and Ferris. Yeah. Oh yeah, Quimby shit on our tax documents a couple uh, days ago, so that was pretty that awesome. Cats, That's, man. <laughs> oh, my God. I had to cut. God. Fortunately, it was it was not a portion of the paper that I had to return nice. to our tax guy, uh, but I did have to cut. I cut around it, which, you know, is sort of... <laughs>
1: uh, this is not refried beans. I was not eating burritos. My cat's a not dick. Not mud. Get Uh-huh. <laughs> Not chocolate. Oh, cats. Oh, we, um, babysat my friend's cat while they were closing on their house and he was a Persian and he was still a baby and he was such a dick, like such a <laughs> dick. He would like be like, it's four thirty in the morning. I'm ready for everybody to be awake. And he snored cause he had that flat face and my dog is pretty laid back. My yeah. dachshund. And he was so fucking fed up with this cat. But there was, he would, I would keep him in the bathroom overnight so that my cat at the time could like roam the house freely. Cause this cat would fuck with her, which I guess was pairback for her fucking with the dog. But anyways, I digress was in the bathroom and I go in one morning and I had his litter box in there and his food and his water and I would go in and he would be sitting looking up at me and I'd, I'd be like, why does this smell like shit in here? And I'd look and he was shitting in the bathtub and not in the fresh litter, just in the <laughs> bathtub. And then if I closed that door, he would come downstairs and shit in Dustin's bathtub in his shower. And then he would like poop outside of the litter box. I was like, what is your malfunction, my guy. And then I put, I was like, okay, if you're just going to keep pooping in the tub, I'm going to fill it with water. So I left like two inches of water and I put him in there and not 30 seconds after being in the bathtub or in the bathroom, I hear this like, and then like splashes. This <laughs> is like jumping out and I go in and his butt's all wet. And I was like, sucks. Doesn't it? <laughs> I win you son of a bitch Eric I love your cat his name's Winston yeah Winston he was cute but an idiot but and a little and a bully. bit um, dropped on his head okay <laughs> um, speaking of being a bully and a dick and a dick <laughs> um, it is almost time for my favorite part of the show but before we get into that Aaron where can our listeners find your asshole cats and your unboxing videos.
0: Um you can find my asshole cats on my Instagram, which is um feral cat. The L's are ones. But um on your MySpace. Yeah my MySpace. Yep. <laughs> and I add you guys to my top eight. Oh my god, yay <laughs> We did it.
1: Yes! Well we can quit the show now. Thanks everybody for listening. We've peaked. <laughs> But it was, I always, Jill is funny, but she was, she was giving up my uh, theory. I always say like, this was a fun one to write. And she goes, don't think it was fun. Don't think it was fun. No, it's, it's not fun because. Oh, okay. I say it's fun to write when somebody, we have somebody that's been a collector for such a long time because you know about a lot more stuff than the common collector. So that's what makes it I
2: fun. feel like I just see you sitting in your um, office just like.
1: I <laughs> was at the She's kitchen table gonna this be morning. like,
2: which one am I going to get? Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel that you have a monologue of mm-hmm. evilness going on. And be like, Jill's never going to be able to pick
0: between these But days. is there's
1: thunder cracking. I need yeah. a, like a tall part of my house to write these. So the thunder <laughs> and the rain. And there's a organ and a minor yes. key playing i
2: feel that that's how i feel these come about
1: yeah candle lit no bra just full <laughs> hunchback <laughs> shrimp at the computer that's yeah. me yeah um now i don't feel bad jill <laughs> you get what's coming to you today you have never
2: once felt bad nope, so never there's that
1: today we are in your neck of the woods erin shopping at a family-run estate sale These can either go one of two ways. The stuff is either priced very high because the memory is attached to it and they've been looking on eBay Mm -hmm. or stuff is priced to move because they're tired of their mom not getting rid of any of her shit. This family has owned this home for over 80 years and hardly a single thing has ever left the house. Walking into the mudroom of the house, we notice a large collection of paper ephemera, but it is all laundry or cleaning related. There's a vintage Jubilee kitchen wax spray can which is great tri-colored mod label a glamourine jar powder dry rug cleaner with a metallic lid and atomic stars on the label or an original mr clean bottle which one do you take
0: well you had me at atomic stars <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
0: really is a great i bottle. stopped listening when you said atomic stars i i, I guess that that's what i'm gonna have to go with
1: <laughs> it's a really great jar i good. found it on ebay it's this good-
0: morning yeah. Send me the link.
1: I will. Because <laughs> it was for how to buy it now. Excellent. That's my yeah, favorite. That's how you have to do
2: these things. I think I am going to go with the Mr. Clean bottle. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It is a really great uh, bottle. The original Mr. Clean is terrifying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm
1: Googling. <laughs> I Please. He's got like raised eyebrows and he's like kind of orange and like. It's intense. Like, I'll clean your kitchen. (laughs) It's got a threatening aura. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Threatening your floors. We round the corner into the first bedroom. Wait a minute. What are you going to put? Oh, shit. Sorry. Yeah. Look at me trying to get out of it. Yeah. Um, I am going to go with the uh, tricolored spray can because it's a really great just like graphic design. I'm a sucker for like 60s graphic design for cleaning products because when they were trying to make it fun. I know. Not poison. Not (laughs) poison. This isn't poison. What do you mean? We round the corner into the first bedroom and they have stacked all of the miscellaneous contents of the house here. There are leftover boxes of original flooring in this room. There is linoleum that's original to the house, tile that's original to the bathroom, and wood tiles that are original to the Uh sunroom. Which do you choose to take home? I quit. I told you you better
0: watch your mouth, Jill. (laughs) Do I go first? Yes, because. I think the tile, it's got to be the tile, I think.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. Good tile, too.
2: Oh, it's between the tile and the wood. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move. Wood. Oh. Do I, though? Yeah, I'm going. That is my final answer.
1: I'm going with the linoleum because I love vintage asbestos linoleum. Um, cause it's just great and bad. Um, my basement had like rose linoleum, but it's only under the stairs. They took it out of everything else, which I mean like, thanks, but also what the
0: fuck. I bought, I bought an entire roll of vintage linoleum. Um, that I found on Craigslist. And I actually, she agreed to let me come there and snip off a little piece of it and send it out to be tested. Oh. <laughs> and it was it was free of asbestos. And then I went back and, and bought it. And I've oh. done nothing with it. It's just in a big roll. But, uh, <laughs> but you have to have, have it. In my father-in-law's house. And I have no idea what I'm going to do with yeah, it. Yeah, that's but,
1: something you couldn't pass up. We all have right. those. Yeah. I think you build a <laughs> shed that you can go and sit in and look at it
0: that's kind of where I'm that's what I'm thinking too (laughs) I'll help you lay that
1: shit out Um, (laughs) (laughs) and then we leave the bedroom and we step down into the step down living area and bar area the living room is filled with things of our dreams this house has a lot of ice buckets do you choose the smoky blue gray domed ice bucket it is lucite the light blue victory plastics cold and hot Ice bucket or the West Bend penguin ice bucket.
0: I kind of hate the penguin and I know that's really unpopular but <laughs> <laughs> unpopular opinion. That's an unpopular opinion because I know how much everybody loves that mm-hmm. goddamn penguin ice bucket. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm in the same boat as you on that one. I- I'm I'm just not impressed. <laughs> it's all with the, with the penguins. There's just too many of them I don't know. Um, I'm going to go with the Lucite, I guess. Oh. That sounds good. It's really pretty. Jill?
1: I'm going to go with the Penguin. <laughs> just to fucking just be like, yeah. Well,
0: that's okay. I mean, to each their, their own. Somebody has to love the Penguin. <laughs> the Penguin's like,
1: thanks, Jill. Thanks.
0: Uh, it is
1: very cute. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with the Victory Plastics Hot and Cold Ice Bucket. Because it's in my favorite color. Light blue matches my KitchenAid. This is the last one. And this is just some sillies. Um, Do you choose, set out on the dining room table, an Inesco anthropomorphic lime soap dish, a flamingo standing in a pond tray, or a framed Siamese cat pebble art? Just some fun (laughs) ones. I told you this house Pebble art.
0: Definitely the pebble art.
1: (laughs) This is my new obsession. I'm going with the flamingo. It's very. All of these are on eBay, by the way.
0: Don't tell me that. Well, by the time
1: the episode comes out, maybe we'll buy them all.
0: Did you get into my saved searches or something? (laughs) No. Did I hit it? Did I get it? I always try to get. Uh, I, well, I, Inesco, I, I mean, everybody has this long list of things that they look for every single day, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I believe gravel art and the Inesco, both of those things are on <laughs> my list that I look at every day. Yes. Well it. done. Thank you. Well done.
1: Thank you. Um, I, this was hard for me because pebble art is a new obsession. Because it it it, cut, it covers all my boxes. It's weird. It's the kitsch aspect. It's also like they were just coming up with anything <laughs> to make art out of. Um, between that and like the popcorn plastic art. But also it has the anthropomorphic stuff. Yeah, which you do enjoy. So I'm going to go with the UNESCO Lime soap holder because it's a stupid idiot. Which means I really love it. If I say it's a stupid idiot. Um, but that was all I was gonna write some furniture ones and I was like stop you've done enough you have done enough (laughs) I've done enough
0: (laughs) I have Uh, heartburn
1: but I wanted to say to anybody listening please go follow Aaron on Instagram at feral cat we'll of course have everything linked on our pages but I wanted to send my heartfelt condolences to that shitty packaging that you got (laughs) thank you that yeah, was a hard day. Oh, I God. was telling Jill about it before we started. I've never wanted to fight somebody so bad <laughs> over poor packaging.
0: Well, and I don't know if I told you she, when I, when I filed the claim, it was the eBay purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she asked me for pictures of the box. She said, because she wanted to file a claim with the post office. And it's like, bitch, there's nothing wrong with the box. Like you literally didn't wrap any of these cups. Like what? Right. And it was just, oh, it was God. baffling. She, she obviously thought that she did a really good job, which no. is bless her heart.
1: You need to, <laughs> when you take stuff, breakable stuff, you need to imagine that an army of toddlers is walking it across to the destination.
0: Yeah. And they don't give a shit. They, they didn't have a chance. I can't even believe that one of them survived.
1: I was, I audibly gasped as I was watching it because they had, it looked really great, promising from the first sign, which I'm like, good for you for recording that because you have evidence <laughs> for <before> eBay. <laughs> You're like, here I am cutting it open. But they had, there was like a piece of styrofoam. So the box didn't like jump around, which I was like, that's smart. And then it had some egg foam. Like the egg carton padding, and then you open the shoebox, and they're just free balling, these four Fire King mugs. Oh God! Just having a fucking party, not wrapped. I,
0: feel, I kind of feel bad for the one that survived. He watched know, the whole you know, massacre happen. Yeah, I, he, right. Had to had to be locked in the box, you know, while oh, like with uh, the yes. with the remains with of, the its, of its friends and its friends. It's like yeah. the
1: Donner party of Fire King. <laughs> <laughs> the one that made it. Oh God. Yeah. Cause I was like, they were so close to their forever home. So they close really were. so close. Sniped at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well I'll
0: keep looking. All
1: right. We will too. <laughs> yeah. If
0: anybody nope. sees any. <laughs> oh
1: God. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today. It was a blast. Yes. And for driving to your office. God bless you. Hey, no problem. Oh man. <laughs> To Thanks hear, so much for having me. Oh, please, yeah, this was fantastic. This fun. I can't wait to see what else you do in your house, especially this summer. I'm just stoked. Thank you so much for. I got down all with kinds us. of
0: stuff planned for my husband to work on. Please, so,
2: good.
1: Please, <laughs> chronological order. Put it in a highlight so I can revisit it <laughs> for my husband. <laughs> to hear even more about the objects we talk about today in Aaron's episode, be sure to stick around for this week's curio corner. I was really excited to start Erin's Curio Corner because we talked a lot of interesting numbers.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was very number heavy.
1: <laughs> yes. We talked about a lot of stuff during her episode and I was grateful to hear so much about her collection.
2: Yeah. Well, that was one of the things I really like. She talked about stuff we haven't even talked about.
1: hmm hmm Well, and even I was, I'm still so interested in the building of their house and to see what changes for them this year? I, I, so, I
2: tried to build my house around what I thought I needed for collections, but she like really gold did star because I I'm finding things because I've always told when you build a house, no matter if you build it yourself, plan it, whatever, you will find twenty percent that you wish you did differently. I'm oh. um, about up to like thirty percent.
1: What would you have changed?
2: So I would have made the shelves above my um, cabinets have lights in them. Okay. I was even told that, but then I was like, oh, I think it'll be fine because I have so much sunlight, but you still really can't see them. Mm -hmm. And then um, don't tell my husband, but I would have put a dimmer switch in the dining room.
1: (laughs) Did he request a dimmer switch?
2: yes we could switch it out i think that's pretty yeah no he said he'll switch it out because he was like it needs a dimmer and i was like okay fine whatever (laughs) also if you are ever building a house anybody if you're ever building a house put electric plugins into your closet (gasps) yeah because i would love to put like my watch and my phone there right
1: yeah you mean you don't sleep next to your bed with it
2: Well, I do with my phone, but my watch, I would like to...
1: Right, watch your headphones, all that stuff.
2: Yeah, and like put a plug-in in in there so like Mm -hmm. the dirty laundry doesn't...
1: Yeah. It would also be nice for the people that steam and iron. I'm not one of those
2: people. I'm not either. (laughs) Ethan would like that too, but like we got the first thing we did, we're like, shit, we should have put plug-ins in the closet.
1: It's like all those things you don't think about because you... Well, like my house was built in the fifties. So there's just a lot of shit. I'm just like, well, it was prehistoric. <laughs> so that's
2: how they did it back then.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, you've been in the basement. It's not insulated. No, it's not. The windows, all. for some reason, nobody sealed the windows when they put them in.
2: I know. Well, and then it's funny too, because I was talking to somebody else because they have the tiny windows and I was showing them um, my windows. Cause I've got the big window wells mm-hmm. and um, they're like, why would you need those and i was like you know because of fires if you're yeah. like down in the basement they're like
1: huh mm-hmm. i want to get egress windows put in this mm-hmm. bedroom at least that would one bring of them in a lot of light too wouldn't that be so nice probably yeah. in the one behind me that faces the neighbor's house yeah. like mm-hmm. well there's a big wall and shit there but yeah, yeah that would probably yeah. be ideal i need to probably get that priced out not this year though fuck that no not this no. year Hell no. But we did talk about um, a certain type of thing that she's decided to keep. We talked about those general electric appliances.
2: All I know is her friends. God bless them. Blessings him. on you because I don't know if I would help.
1: I don't know. And we had talked a little bit about this before we started. But like the the weight of appliances has changed a lot. Yeah. Did you ever find what the weight um so i found let's see i found it earlier and it was like a significant difference between what a fridge weighs now to what it weighed back then and like they so what i read was like maybe for a vintage fridge was for each two cubic feet or a cubic foot add like 12 pounds so if, like, modern-day fridges are, like, anywhere, like, shipping weight, like, 150 to 300 pounds, depending. Yeah. Like, from what I was reading, you could, like, almost double that weight for vintage appliances. Like, there was a shipping weight on a stove, a, G, a vintage stove, that was, like, almost 400 pounds just Holy for the shit. stove. <laughs> yeah. But there's like a really a whole movement of people using vintage, like either like the big cast iron stoves, which obviously those weigh a metric fuck time. And then the ones that Erin has in her home. And okay, for those of you that want a real just gigantic GE dive, I encourage it because they're over 100 years old. Well, the company was over 100 years old before they sold to a company in China. But... There's a lot that goes into it. I'm going to cover some of their accomplishes, accomplishments. That's the right word. Okay. (laughs) One of them. This is from uh, Britannica.com. Ooh. Over 100 years ago, GE appliances started making the world a little less primitive. In the 1890s, engineer James Wood patented the first electric fan. And by the 1900s, GE was making numerous electric appliances. Now, GE was also started by Thomas Edison, because he had the first incandescent light bulb. And fun fact, the filament was bamboo. Shut up. Serious? it was a bamboo filament. And then it was and then it was funded by JP Morgan and thus started the whole smorgasbord that is GE, right? Some interesting stuff, some not so great stuff. Look it up on your own time. Because it's a lot and you don't want to be here for that. (laughs) The GE appliances have a long history of innovation in product design. They had the first successful residential refrigerator, the first fully automatic washing machine, the first food waste disposer, Mm -hmm. which is like the in-sinkerator dish disposal, right? (laughs) The first heat pump climate control system, the first self-cleaning oven, right so and the refrigerator innovation did not stop there in 1931 ge invented a new lightweight insulating material called thermocraft the material weighed just 2.5 pounds per cubic foot in comparison to the standard insulating material of the day that weighed 12 pounds per cubic foot holy shit right what was it cement the material was so unique that for years, competitors had to pay GE royalties to use thermocraft in their products. I bet GE, once they did that, they are like,
2: I'm in the money, I'm mm. in the money.
1: When there like, was a, like, you, well, you and I have always had power right, in our lives, but there were places in like the rural south and other rural areas that did not get electrified until the 1930s. And of course refrigeration changed the course of everything you could keep food for longer you didn't have to shop as much you could buy stuff that was maybe like out of season like it really and people were not getting as sick because their food wasn't growing as much bacteria yeah.
2: and they were yeah because they were cold
1: and you didn't have to fucking bring ice in and all that stuff right I just is what a what a wild time it was in the early 1900s <laughs> This is nuts.
2: I just am like imagining like the first like wife who got it. You know, she's like all prim and proper. And she just opens. She's like,
1: it's so cold. Right. There's so much room. What What am I going to keep in here? She's like, Henry,
2: Henry, (laughs) let's go get some more food. There's too much room.
1: We have more food, please. So G introduced the first refrigerator with adjustable shelves in 1933. The oh, fir- right. That seems so late. <laughs> <I know. laughs> they were like, fuck, what shelves? Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Needed it. <laughs> two thumbs up. The first two door refrigerator freezer combination in 1947 and the first refrigerator with door mounted water and ice dispensers in 1969. Really? Right. I, which, fridge water always seems like another tax bracket that I've never been in. So I always really <laughs> enjoy when I stay somewhere with fridge water.
2: Yeah. So no, I, we had fridge water in our old house mm-hmm. and then we moved to this hang, like disgusting apartment. Had mm-hmm. no, I did not realize how much I would miss that until it was gone.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. And now that we have it back, I will never leave
1: it again. And every time you come to my house with your Nalgene bottle, I go, is that your fridge water and ice? Is that your fridge <laughs> ice?
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> and bitch. when you're like, we don't have ice. I'm like, don't worry. I got you.
1: <laughs> Cause I always forget to fill up ice trays. Cause I'm a monster. It just goes back <laughs> in the freezer to forget about it. But by the mid 1970s, GE appliances had become a major force in six industry segments with combined appliance sales of $3.5 billion in 1978. So what is that? Like a gazillion now? I'm a million. Let's look it up. <laughs> oh my God. No wonder oh, we hate God. life. <laughs> Jill can see this. There's, so there's a 319.78% inflation,
0: holy which means $100 shit. in 1978
1: are equivalent to $419 of Shadesh money. So the next time some boomer tells you, I'm just kidding. Let's see. Amount, start year. What is it? Thirty-eight billion. Is that even going to be?
2: It was three point five billion. How many zeros is that? <laughs> a shit ton.
1: <laughs> Let's see. I know that. Is that I, enough? So there's okay. So three hundred that billion number. Wow, this is upsetting. Holy shit! It's about a million. We're just to the early 2000s i I'm pretty sure it's a
2: million. Yeah, we're not even. Oh my god.
1: I think that is at trillions now. One, two, three, four.
2: Hundreds, thousands, millions, billions.
1: Trillions. 14 trillions. trillion dollars.
2: 14, tri- Fourteen trillion trill—fourteen Almost 15
1: dollars. trillion. In, that's, wow. thanks. This everybody.
2: is why old money, like people with old money will always have money. And us right. will never have money.
1: <laughs> Assholes. So three point five billion in nineteen seventy eight translates to fourteen almost fifteen trillion dollars in today's money. The company ranked number one in major household appliances, number two in environmental comfort appliances, number five in consumer home electronics, and number seven in commercial appliances, and number one in coin operated laundromat style. What the fuck? I don't know, we're in the wrong business. <laughs>
2: Oh. i can't even so good
1: aaron you've like stock in your house essentially at this point
2: yes aaron don't like you can't get rid of them ever Never. and if you do you just you t- what's that famous like auction house oh <laughs> like christie's yes <laughs> you call christie's to auction them off please please and if you do call us because we want to witness that it's just wild. Uh, to like, me. I don't even, I can't even grasp that. No. Do you think they like burned money like in their fire pits just for yeah, fun? Yeah, they're
1: probably in their GE fire pits. Yeah. Well, and they had, it's of like any company, it's had its ups and downs, right? And then it had a big down. And then, but there's like, there's um, a place that's called Electric Park. And yeah. it was like the area that GEs manufactured everything. And it had like miles of railway. And it had its own zip code. Yeah. It wasn't a town.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember. It. We talked about that one time, didn't we?
1: We talked about electric parks of like people having light bulbs because oh, it was cool.
2: That's right. I think, was but, this. <laughs> I don't know. We've done so many of these people.
1: Right. But we, uh, there was something sh- we talked about on Aaron's episode that we had, neither one of us had seen up until starting the show. And like within the last, what would you say, two months? Yeah. Well, Baker Betty really was the turning point.
2: Baker Betty really opened our eyes to a lot. Mm-hmm. So the okay, hold great. We're talking about my bowls, right? The Catherine Home bowls.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going.
2: Jesus Christ. It's okay,
1: it's been a, it's okay. Almost ten o'clock. It's Jill's pumpkin hour. Well, okay. and I have to thank Baker Betty. I used her Dutch baby recipe the other day, and it was delectable.
2: Oh, the the um biscuits we made. Ethan made them. Turned out pretty damn good. Oh, wow,
1: God bless So Baker
2: that Betty. is the thing. If my husband can bake, you too can bake.
1: Mm-hmm. And Baker Betty will help you.
2: But she, so, yeah. So the, what we're talking about is the Catherine Holm bowls. And You've so seen cute. them. They're like in bright colors. And um, I can't remember what they call this. The lotus pattern mm-hmm. is what they call it. And we don't see those. Really, in this area, I've never seen one in the wild here. No,
1: I've never seen them thrifting. I don't even know that I've seen them in an antique store, but also could have just been blissfully ignorant.
2: Well, that's just, I don't know. These are pretty bright and colorful. These seems like something we'd like to grab, regardless of what they were. Mm -hmm. But so this um, information came off the blog.wiseapplevintage.com. Thank you. Yes. And so the Catherine Holm Company was located in Norway roughly 1907 to 1970, so not very long. And the lotus pattern was produced during the mid to late 1960s, and that was their most common one that a lot of people know about. The forms and colors of the lotus sign were created by one of Catherine Holm's most famous in-house designers. I'm going to totally screw this up, but <laughs> I believe it's grit. Pritzel Kitzelsen? Uh, sure. Let's go with that. I'm sorry. Pritzel Whoever Kitzel. this is, we all know I can't pronounce it. That's a rough one. Though. That is like. So, Kitzelsen was a huge influence on Scandinavian design throughout the 60s and won many accolades for her work with enamel, gold, and other materi- or metals. She was known for her use of bold colors, minimal designs, and ultra-simple clean lines. Though Kittleson is often credited for the Lotus design as well as forms and colors, it was actually another Catherine Holm employee. Gosh darn it, people. Why can't you just have Joe Smith? (laughs) Arnie Clausen, who designed the beloved pattern itself. In fact, kittleson Kitt- i've been changing this skittleson we're we're going all over the place mm-hmm. guys miss mm-hmm. k was yes. rumored to outright load the pattern saying using a lotus design to make a flower ruins the plates in my opinion my basic view is that dishes and plates look best in a single color so rumor has it that she had pieces uh that pieces of hers were distributed to a test market in Norwegian housewives in a variety of patterns and that the lotus pattern was favored by a landslide. I bet she was pissed about that too.
1: She was like, listen, I said that that was going to be shitty and now you're going to tell me it's not? Yeah.
2: And so apparently the dishes were then put into production adorned with Clausen's lotus pattern without Kittelson's approval. Um, during the relatively short production run during the 1960s, the Lotus line came into many shops or many shapes, sizes, and colors. Pieces included plates, bowls, coffee pots, kettles, canisters, which now I'm going to be looking for,
1: right. spice
2: jars, salt and pepper shakers, and cookware. A few of the pieces, mainly the kitchen canisters and spice jars, were outsourced to Japan for for production instead of being at the can- Catherine home plant in Norway. Hmm. These pieces are a bit harder to find and can sometimes be found with the original made in Japan foil label, which I hate those foil labels because they fall off, mm-hmm. still attached, which they're never attached, guys. It's
1: like it's a it has to live inside of somebody's curio cabinet and not yeah. been used. Like if you
2: were the first person to mm-hmm. purchase that and never touch it, yes, it will stay on
1: there. Mm-hmm. Which I do know some people that would probably. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm.
2: But so during not the me. early years, yeah, definitely not me. No. During the early years, pieces were produced in bright, bold colors, but were eventually offered. more subdued tones to appeal to the earthy aesthetic of the 1970s yeah and then it goes on about how it pretty much rose to fame and then we're done
1: which is what makes it so rare and collectible is because of that
2: i know and gosh like the colors, the colors alone that it comes in would have caught my eye. Regardless, I wouldn't care what it is. I would have picked it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really great mod, you know, 60s, 70s type design that I I feel like it's pretty timeless. It would really go.
2: Yeah, like it would. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised that pattern hasn't come back in some form wonder, somewhere.
1: Right. Yeah, because it's very cute. And I it's something that I'm like... I feel like I could have it and still use it and not.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Now it's on our list, Joe. I know. That's something where if I know if I'm out, I don't even have to message you to see if you wanted it. I just bring it to know. you.
2: Just get it. It's true. It's true. Just get it. I don't care how much it costs. Just get it.
1: <laughs> I like could kick in myself for not getting that pretty picture of Brad Pitt. I almost called it Brad Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> If you haven't seen it, I'll have to put them in a highlight on the Instagram. But um, when I was shopping for antiques in Salt Lake City, we went to this antique mall and <laughs> I rounded the corner and on one of those like poster carousels was this pencil sketch picture of like half shirtless Brad Pitt, like almost with like
2: his wavy hair. Yeah.
1: Like interview with a vampire era, meet Joe Black era Brad Pitt. And I just, I refer it to it as Brad Pitt Jesus because it's very, a. uh, jesusy
2: yeah it gives off that jesusy vibe mm-hmm.
1: yeah and big time when
2: i went down there for like a split second i was like
1: i should just go i should them call them and see if they'll ship it i gotta get it now
2: i know who do we know in salt lake that can
1: pick it up i do us? know some people i'm gonna have to put an apb out <laughs> all brad Pitts. <laughs> okay <laughs> oh speaking of frivolous things um Another thing we talked about that uh, like kind of like pinged my interest was I'm a big fan of Danish enamel cast iron, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a particular one that I'm after for my collection. And it's, uh, I think it's the, is it the Dansk? I don't fucking know. It's beautiful. And it's mid-century, the one I'm after. But the one that she was talking about collecting was a Copco enamel. Uh, enameled cast iron in this Denmark Danish. Um, This is, we're going to read this from two things. I have this castironcollector.com and then also the designer's obituary from the New York Times. I will be reading from both. So (laughs) it was founded in 1960, designed by Michael Lacks. Although it is no longer directly marketed under the Copco name, pieces designed and inspired by Copco are available in the Mario Botelli by Copco brand Made in China. Diddle, 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 Price is right theme. <laughs> is that
2: your like transition music? Yeah, that's
1: it. I'm making my own now. Gray, <laughs> we don't need you anymore. So Michael Lacks, he was an industrial designer best known for the craftsman-like appreciation for texture and color that he brought to such household icons of the 1960s as the Copco tea kettle in the bent, it has a bent tea candle and a litolier sphere resting on a cube mini lamp. He died on May 28th at his home in Bridgehampton, New York, and he was 69. Nice. The cause was a heart attack, said his daughter Jennifer. He turned to sculpture midlife. Mr. Lax always had a serious hands-on approach to his industrial design work, whether it was archetypal geometries of the Ligtim high-intensity mini lamp for Lytolier or the rippling curve of his first glassware for Mikasa. His shapes encouraged both a visual and tactile appreciation for shape. Mr. Lax introduced enamel cast iron and was truly responsible for helping to shape Um, The 60s, says Mr. Bellerian. Mr. Lax also designed household products for Dansk, Rosenthal, Salton, Dunbar Glass, and most recently, Metal, for which he created sculptured aluminum bowls. His feeling for form was based upon his feeling about craft and handmade objects, said Samuel Farber, the founder of Copco Cookware and a longtime friend. And while Mr. Lacks was a modernist, he strove to introduce a human element into his mass-produced objects. He always made his own plaster molds, Mr. Farber said. He wanted to feel them as a craftsman would. Mr. Lacks was born November 8, 1929 in New York, and he graduated in 1947 from the New York School of Music and Art, and in 1951 from Alfred University in New York, where he honed his skills in modern ceramic techniques. It was there that he met Rosemary Raymond, whom he married in 1950, even though they divorced in 1978. In 1954, Mr. Lacks won a Fulbright Fellowship to Finland, where he immersed himself in the Scandinavian sensibility, just as it was emerging as the most influential aesthetic of the times for industrial design. And it's said that he modeled a lot of his stuff after what was happening in the early 60s. You have like Eames and just mid-century Palm Springs type of design. After working for Wright, he pursued a freelance work until 1960 when he started working on the famous line of enameled cast iron cookware for Copco, including the 1962 tea kettle with its bent teakwood handle and his most his most instantly recognizable design. He continued to do, oh my goodness, he continued to contribute designs to Copco through the 1980s. His projects were not all for the kitchen. He designed and manufactured on his own a series of play equipment. Uh, commissioned by U.S. Plywood. Cuts out for play. That's the name of it. (laughs) He called the wooden play sets Discovery Designs because they offer children new ways to interact on the playground. And he was heavily inspired by the Scandinavian products, but he had a sculptor's eye for material and shape. His products brought together a measure of modernist restraint with an organic feel that seemed distinctly distinctively american he drew inspiration from the work of russell wright harry Bertoia, and charles and ray eames his hands-on approach to design was legendary whereas an earlier generation of american designers sported bow ties and pencils he was one of the few to be able to apologize for not coming to the phone because i was up to my elbows in plaster his refusal to adopt the emerging computer-aided design method was a characteristic of, to his perfectionism. And so that I was like, wow, what an interesting inventor story of creating something that's such a timeless piece of Americana in a way.
2: I know. It's like the thought that all these like people that put into these designs, it's just like, I would never think that.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the fact that he was working with designers, too, at the time, like Russell Wright, and getting to see how they were doing things and then being like, you know, I just kind of want to do things my own way. And it was talking about, too, his real break as a solo designer came when Samuel Farber... That was a friend that he had met while taking his daughter to nursery school announced he was setting up a company Copco, right? This is where it all starts for him, right? A 20 year collaboration along friendship ensued lax developed a line of the cast iron and the enamel cookware right at this little tiny fledgling firm. And it followed by that signature piece that kettle right and it was made From a pressed sheet of metal and then porcelain enamel. It was available in orange, yellow, blue, and olive. Then it had that teak handle, which is very 1960s. Oh my
2: gosh. And they're so cute.
1: And the interesting part about this kettle is it came without a whistle. So it was like, what are you going to do? Just stand there and watch it, I guess.
2: I know. Like, no, I need a whistle.
1: But guess how much they sold of it before it was discontinued in 1980 or in the mid 80s? How many? One million. What? One million of those tea kettles were sold before they discontinued them. So is
2: that like two billion in now times? <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it is.
1: Let's look up this tea kettle. Oh, yep. There it is. I think i just saw one of these in an auction. Shit. I was
2: going to say you've seen them. Yeah. Well, that's how this show goes. We know we've seen it until <laughs> <laughs> every then time. And it's, like, it's like, fuck. I could have got, had one for a buck fifty. Mm-hmm. I I've seen these several times in the wild.
1: Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was all for Miss Erin's curio today. Yeah, Thank you. It was a
2: fun one. It was. She a, talked about stuff that we haven't talked about. And no, she had the cutest shirt on too.
1: Really, I know. She sent me the link. It's in her Instagram. You will have to oh, go look she? it up. Yeah, because it's adorable. Those little it's and it's funny. So cute. Because <laughs> it's labeled "cute pyrex shirt." But it was not Pyrex. It was Catherine Holm. (laughs) So I was like, that's just not even trying.
2: I know. That's just them just throwing a name out there. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. We have an exciting announcement for you guys next Monday's episode. So be sure to tune in for that. Watch the Instagram. Turn on those notifications. Or if you'd like to see what it is already, check us out in our Patreon. Because we have been posting all about this new change coming to the Mothball Prophecies. To see all of that, find us on Instagram at the mothball prophecies original on Instagram and Facebook. It's where we share all the updates, all the antiques from today's show. They're also on our website at themothballprophecies.com. And right now, we would like to take this time to thank and show our endless love for our patrons. Yes, and the list is growing. Yes, always excited to see a new name. Yes, we thank you guys so much. Um, You are integral in the change we just made.
2: Also, it proves that you like us.
1: Yes. And you see our nonsense. You see our inside jokes. You see my messy desk. You see the new things I'm adding to my collection and Jill's adding to hers. Yes. And we hope to uh, thin our collections a little bit this summer. And the patrons get first access to anything Jill and I sell out of our collections. So if you'd like to be a part of that visit the link tree in our Instagram bio right now we'd like to start with thanking Aaron in Wisconsin and RJ in Florida, Crystal in Nevada, Gina in South Carolina, Gwendolyn in Minnesota, Julia in Sweden, Jasmine in Kentucky, Kyla in Indiana, Mandy
2: and Riley in California,
1: TC Lionel, Melissa, Christina, Erica, Becky and Ashley in Idaho. To join our Patreon and to see the tiers listed, please visit the link tree in our Instagram bio. We have monthly perks set up so that we can tickle all the needs you got for your antiques and vintage items. A gigantic thank you to our support team, Gray. You make us sound great every week.
2: Yes, and spell check, you make us look so good on paper.
1: As always, we hope you find some good shit. And I really do
2: hope you remember to look under
1: the tables. And at those auction sites. Mhm. Uh-huh. Bye. See ya.